informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. And welcome to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. Today is Friday, September 15th, 2023. The Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. Or actually, to be more specific, it's the Feast of the Seven Sorrows of Mary. Um, There's a little bit of a difference because she gets two feast days throughout the year. She gets the Seven Sorrows, and then she gets Our Lady of Sorrows. You get both. Now, Mary's sufferings are comparable to that of her sons because she had a most perfectly united heart with her son's heart. In fact, some commentators even say that Our Lady's suffering in a way was worse because Our Lord's suffering ended at the moment of his death, while Our Lady's suffering continued until his resurrection. So her suffering lasted a longer time. Now, the seven sorrows that are listed, there are seven that we refer to, especially on this day, but symbolically, the number seven symbolizes perfection or a completeness, showing that she has complete sorrow. In fact, it is said of her, that she might be better known as Our Lady of All Sorrows rather than Our Lady of the Seven Sorrows. But those seven sorrows that we most perfectly meditate upon are the prophecy of Simeon, the flight into Egypt, the loss of the child Jesus in the temple, the meeting of Christ and his blessed mother on the way of the cross, the crucifixion and death of our Lord, the piercing, the taking down of our Lord of the cross, and the burial of our Lord Jesus Christ in the tomb. So those are the seven that we meditate upon, but it is good to note that Our Lady's entire life from the moment of the prophecy of Simeon, every action was tinged with sadness, knowing that her son would be crucified. Now, Professor Plinio Correa de Oliveira offers in his commentary that, that we should have a burden of being incommodious for the sake of Catholic duty and virtue. Now, I was like, wow, that's a big word, incommodious. I never heard this. He kind of, this, would kind of, this word kind of means something along the lines of a, a disposition of uncomfortableness. You want to have a disposition of being uncomfortable with the situation you are in. And Our Lady had this virtue of incommodiousness knowing that she was not made for this world, that she was made for her son, and that every action in this world that we live in, as we say, and we say the Salve Regina, that we live in this valley of tears. And we will not be out of the valley of tears until we enter into heaven. So on this day, meditating upon the seven sorrows, let us look to the Blessed Virgin and let us comfort her in her sorrows. There are so many merits and so many stories of people who were living desolate lives, but out of pity for Our Lady, out of just having a small devotion of wanting to console her sorrowful heart, for as the liturgy states today, who could look upon her and not weep? Well, let's meditate upon that today, and let's have maintain a joyful resignation in the face of annoyance that we cause because we represent Catholic duty and have the courage to be incommodious in every circumstance in the path we are called to take in order to follow our Lord. Let's follow the virtues of Our Lady of the Seven Sorrows and ask her to give us. And we can pray with her, O immaculate and wise heart of Mary, make my heart like unto thine. When everything around me affirms the opposite, when the world seems to collapse, the stars fall around us in the sky and the columns of earth cave in. Even in such calamity, give me the serenity, patience, apostolic zeal, 
and courage to affirm, in the end, thy immaculate heart will triumph. Our Lady of Sorrows, Queen of Martyrs, pray for us. Uh, good morning to you. Happy Friday. Uh, joining us right now is Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Rudy. Good morning, Adrian. It's good to be here. Friday, we finally made it to the weekend. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, it's almost like fall here in Houston. I know. It was, what, 78 degrees? What is going on? Wow. I was blown away. out my camel hair coat here. I, I got a little bit of a chill walking outside. <laughs> and maybe it was the rain yesterday. Maybe that's what it was. Nice. Um, but, you know, as our dear friend Lori would say, today is Friday. So praise be to God. <laughs> uh, we're making it over to, uh, to the weekend. Um, do you have any exciting plans for the weekend? No, I don't actually. Nothing, don't. nothing at no, all. Nothing gonna, planned. You're gonna all. go kayaking? Mm, I didn't go last weekend. Maybe I'll try again this week. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, this is what the third week in a row. You're like, I'm gonna go kayaking. I'm gonna right. go kayaking. So maybe we'll see. We'll see if today is the day for kayaking. Uh, maybe uh, any birding? I'm gonna go birding today. Well, I I do have something on the way to help me with birding. So oh, that'll be here next week. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'll talk about that in the after show. All right. All right. Well, there's no after show oh, today. Oh, that's right. No after but show maybe because... maybe on Monday. Because today is our share our 2023 fall share So if you can help support the GRN, you can help support Catholic Drive Time, make sure to call in at 7 o'clock Central Time. We're going to be getting our call, taking our calls. You can call in then. We'd be very grateful if you would assist us in our necessity during this week. Um, next week, we go back to regularly scheduled programming, and everything goes back to normal. So we'd be very grateful if you would support your local Catholic radio station. You know, this week, uh, today, this afternoon, actually, I'm heading to Milwaukee. I'm going to Milwaukee, and we're going to go, and um, the TFP is having a rosary procession, but it's not a normal rosary procession. It's going to be on Lake Michigan, which is pretty cool. So they're going to get a flotilla. They're going to have a – they built a platform on a boat – and they put Our Lady on it, and they're going to have a, a Marian procession on the water. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is That's really cool. awesome. So they asked if I, they needed more manpower, and so they called me and were like, hey, can you fly out to Milwaukee um, and help us out? And I was like, uh, for what reason? Like, we're going to do a Marian procession on the water. I was like, uh, yes, please. Uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. you. Swim, Absolutely. Right? I don't actually. What? Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm a really poor swimmer. You're joking. No, I'm not joking. Wow. Well, wear a life vest. Yeah, I will. Because <laughs> I'm going to die. Yeah, I, I'm a really, really poor swimmer. It's really, really embarrassing. Uh, my mom put us all in swimming lessons, but I didn't learn very well. I have almost died twice due to not being able to swim. And the third time, I was not going to do the same thing. So I learned how to swim after that. <laughs> yeah, I've been in that situation more times than I'd like to. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's, because I, I don't stay away from the water, even though I don't know. How to, you, you would think, like, you don't know how to swim, stay away from the water, right? No, I don't do that. So there you go, folks. There you go. Anyway, at 15 past the hour, Cardinal Mueller just gave a bombshell interview on his take on the Synod. Major implications. We're going to talk about that at 15 past the hour. Uh, Rolando De La Fuente with MLR-Tactical.com is going to be on with us at 30 past the hour talking about the situation in New Mexico. Plus, um, whenever you buy a firearm, what should you be thinking and what, how should you act? We're going to talk about that at 30 past the hour. And then, of course, in the next hour, there is no Fear and Trembling game show. Instead, we're going to go into our share So please be generous. But let's begin with prayer. We're going to be praying for your intentions, whatever it is that you have going on in your life, whatever it is that you have planned for this weekend, we're going to pray for that. We're going to pray for a special way for the Burrier family and for Lori's mother who passed away. 
We're praying for the repose of her soul. For my grandfather, who is is uh, currently dealing with cancer, that he be healed of uh, his many, many cancers. And we pray for the salvation of souls, the liberty and exaltation of Holy Mother Church, for our friends, family, and benefactors, and all those that we promise to pray for. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. O Blessed Virgin Mary, Immaculate Mother of God, who didst endure a martyrdom of love and grief, beholding the sufferings and sorrows of Jesus, thou didst cooperate in the benefit of my redemption by thy innumerable afflictions and by offering to the Eternal Father his only begotten Son as a holocaust and victim of propitiation for my sins. I thank thee for the unspeakable love which led thee to deprive thyself of the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, true God and true man, to save me a sinner. Oh, make use of this unfailing intercession of thy sorrows with the Father and the Son, that I may steadfastly amend my life and never again crucify my loving Redeemer by new sins. Arid that, persevering till death in his grace, I may obtain eternal life through the merits of his cross and passion. Mother of love, of sorrow, and of mercy, pray for us. And... In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now your headline news with Rudy Carlos. Thanks, Adrian. Good morning. You're listening to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Here are some of today's breaking news and stories for you. Hunter Biden has been indicted on gun charges in Delaware. Hunter Biden has been indicted on felony gun charges in the state of Delaware. This is after a plea deal fell through earlier this summer that would have let him off the hook for the charges so long as he met certain conditions. The indictment reads that the Biden... Uh, that Biden violated Chapter 44, Title 18 of the United States Code by falsely asserting that he was not a drug user on ATF Form 4473. Now, that form required that the buyer must state that he is aware that making any false oral or written statement is a crime punishable as a felony under federal law. And firefighters fear the toxic chemicals in their gear could be contributing to rising cancer cases. Firefighters are exposed to a laundry list of carcinogens coming from fires burning hotter and faster than ever before, often due to increased petroleum products in homes. A growing number are convinced that their personal protective equipment is sickening them. Quote, you always hear about the dangers. You never think it's going to be you, said one Boston firefighter who stopped working due to cancer and is among the thousands of firefighters nationwide who sued polyfluoral alkyl substance manufacturers and companies that make firefighting gear and foam, seeking damages for their exposure. Now, polyfluoral alkyl substances are also known as forever chemicals, and they're everywhere, even in our drinking water. Uh, the Supreme Court has paused an order curbing the Biden administration's efforts to block social media posts. The Biden administration has asked the Supreme Court to pause an appeals court ruling that limits communication between the government and social media companies regarding COVID-19 and election misinformation. The injunction, which applies to the White House, Surgeon General, CDC, the FBI, restricts their ability to address matters of public concern and relay public health information on platforms. The Justice Department is seeking to appeal the ruling. Missouri and Louisiana attorneys filed a lawsuit claiming that the government's actions to combat misinformation violated free speech. Now, those were some of your uh, headlines today, but in the next segment, I'm going to tell you a really peculiar story regarding artificial intelligence and the diagnosis of a disease that no doctor could detect. You don't want to miss out on that story, so stay on Catholic Drive Time. Back to you, Adrian. The Gospel of the Day comes from John chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. Now, since it's only three verses, I'll read this to you, and it's worth meditating upon. These are big, big verses right here. In verse 25, 
Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary of Clophis and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore had seen his mother and the disciple standing whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold thy son. And after that he saith to his disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his own. The Gospel of the Lord. Now, the passage here is incredibly, incredibly profound. In fact, our Lord, the fact that he gives his most beloved mother to the beloved disciple, what does this tell us? Well, one, that he loved St. John so much that he was willing to do that. Two, that he didn't have any other siblings because it would have been wrong for our Lord to give his mother to a quote-unquote stranger whenever his siblings would have been in charge of taking care of him, taking care of her. We also know by this that St. Joseph must have been dead because St. Joseph would have obviously been the one who would primarily be taking care of her. Now, St. Damascene says, The pangs of childbirth, which she escaped, she suffered at the time of his passion, by her motherly compassion, bearing him afresh and beholding his wounds. This is important to note because Our Lady is a perpetual virgin. Now, people, of course, will think about the fact that Our Lady never had relations with a man before conceiving Our Lord. And pretty much every single person who claims to be a Christian believes that. Now, that includes Protestants. Now, then there's the, the birth of our, the, the perpetual virginity of Our Lord, of Our Lady after the birth of Our Lord, which many Protestants blasphemously say that Our Lady did have relations after the birth of Our Lord. But all Catholics, Orthodox, and others will say that, of course, Our Lady did not have relations after the birth of our Lord. But the thing that many people don't realize, that it includes the birth of our Lord itself. That Our Lady did not experience birth pains, and that Our Lady's womb, that Our Lord passed through her womb like light through glass. She experienced no defilement of her womanhood. Now, it's important to keep this in mind because all the fathers, St. Jerome, St. Bernard, the visionaries like St. Bridget, St. Ambrose, St. Athanasius, all talk about that Our Lady and her sorrow at the cross was those pains, was those pains multiplied by a million. Because in that suffering, in that suffering at the foot of the cross, it was so much greater that she bore the church into the world that her son's death and her grieving bore the church into the world so let's meditate upon that today let's see and look upon the blessed virgin and say who could not weep we'll be right back with more right after this this is dale alquist with a chesterton minute have you ever heard someone say religion can never depend on minute disputes about doctrine G.K. Chesterton says that's like saying that life can never depend on minute disputes about medicine. Will the man who says we don't want theologians splitting hairs also say we don't want surgeons splitting filaments more delicate than hairs? Many a man would be dead today if his doctors had not debated fine shades about doctoring. It's also a fact that Western civilization would be dead today if its doctors of divinity had not debated fine shades about doctrine. We depend on doctors of medicine. We can also depend on the doctors of the church. Want more than a minute? 
visit our website, chesterton.org. Hey, Donnie, what are the two most important things we receive at Mass? Daddy Christmas scripture. That's right. All right, one more. Who loves you the most? Jesus. That's right. Mary. That's right. <laughs> they love us too. If you don't educate your children in the faith, who will? Educate yourself and your family by listening daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network. And make sure to get the GRN app by logging online to grnonline.com. And welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time Show. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. It's so good to be on with you today. Praise be to God. So many things going on in the world today. But there's good news because there are also so many people standing up against these great wickedness. And one example of this is the fact that coming up in Dallas, you remember the um, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence? Remember yeah, how they out went? Of LA. Yeah, they went to guys, Dodger Stadium. Went to Dodger Stadium. Massive protests. Uh, the great Bishop Strickland went down there and led a rosary rally. Um, amazing. Only bishop to show up, which is kind of crazy. But that same group, this anti-Catholic hate group, which I thought, you know, I thought we were like against hate groups in in America. I thought hate speech was not allowed in America. It's so weird how hate speech against Catholics is is so accepted, right? Now. That anti-Catholic hate group is actually coming to Dallas, Texas. To Dallas, Texas. And how will the Catholic Church in Texas react to that? Are we going to just say, "Mm, no big deal, we're just going to allow it? Now, guess who is honoring and welcoming this anti-Catholic hate group? I haven't the faintest idea. The Cathedral of Hope, a Protestant uh, Mm. church... So, so-called church and a pro-LGBT church. So now they're like a double whammy. They're like, now they're anti-Christ against the Christian church in general, but also anti-Catholic, which is, I guess, par for the course for a lot of Protestants. And so they come in here and they're not only celebrating sodomy, celebrating this evil actions, but then to go on top of that, they're going to say, you know what, let's also blaspheme almighty God and his nuns and his sisters by having men who wear perverted habits do perverted things in front of people. So my question is, what will Texan Catholics do? I'm going to be in Milwaukee. Otherwise I would drive out to Dallas, but on Sunday at 9am at the cathedral of hope, 5910 Cedar Springs road in Dallas, Texas, there are going to be a rosary rally. I think it's um, the, it's going to be, coordinated with uh, the TFP there are going to be uh, hosting it. Uh, I think the Carlist in Texas are also trying to get a group to go that way as well. Um, if you are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or willing to make the drive, I highly recommend because at the very at the, for three reasons. One, we need to make reparation for these outrages against Our Lady and against Our Lord and against His saints and against His religious. Uh, two, we want to make it known publicly that they, we will not accept these things. We will not allow these things to just go on, just unopposed. And three, we want to console Our Lady of Sorrows. Uh, They're trying to bring these things right here to our home. Will we allow it or will we make Texas a great Catholic nation? I know Texas can be that. I know it can. But it requires that you and I be courageous and stand up against these kind of things when they arise 
and we're going to need more things like that. Well, I also got a message from uh, Richard Reyna. He said that there are going to be a 500 men and slash sun rosary march here in San Antonio tomorrow morning. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know the details behind that. That's all I got. So if there is uh, information, more information on that, I'll share it with you. But tomorrow morning, there's going to be a rosary rally in San Antonio for men and sons. So if you're in the San Antonio area, hopefully you can find out more information about that. And if I get more information, I'll share it with you. But I just wanted to share those kind of things because, yeah, things are bad in the world. But things are always going to be bad. They're always going to be bad. That's just the state of we're living in a valley of tears. The question is, how will we respond? Will we bury our heads in the sand and cry and say, oh, no, what was me? It's so bad. Or will we be courageous and stand up in defense of Almighty God, in defense of our Blessed Mother? Or will we bury our heads in the sand? Those are the questions that I have for you because we can choose. There's bad news. What are we going to do? Are we going to despair? Are we going to weep? Are we going to run away? Are we just going to close our eyes and pretend it's not happening? Or will we stand and fight? Or will we pray the rosary? Will we do the things that we need to do? Pray, fast, do penance? Will we make a public action? Will we take up space? Will we convert people? And that's the question. How will you react? Let's see. I think I just got a message with the details on it. Yes, here we go. A St. Mary Magdalene 500 men rosary march. Saturday, September 16th. 8 a.m. Holy Mass, 9 a.m. Divine Mercy March, 10 a.m. Rosary, 1710 Clower Street is going to be where it is. There you go. There you go. And there's going to be fellowship afterwards inside the Jubilee Hall. All right. There you go. So if you can go, uh, Father Will Combs will be the priest who is celebrating. Um, Apparently, he is uh, well-known and well-loved in San Antonio. I don't know him, but uh, there you go. So there's information if you can do that, and if you can't do those things, if you're not in Texas, you're not in San Antonio, you're not in Dallas, can't make the drive, well, perfect opportunity for you to start one in your neck of the woods. Why not? And we're coming up on the month of October, dedicated to the Holy Rosary. Um, you can start hosting rosary rallies, and maybe we'll do some things on how to host a rosary rally, how to do those things coming up uh, in the coming weeks. But certainly, certainly, please, if you can attend these kind of events, do it. If you can't, Think about trying to organize organize those kind of things in your neck of the woods. Now, I want to transition over to these stories over here. Um, There's a number of stories that came out from the Vatican over the last 24 hours that was just jaw hit the ground. And it's strange because, you know, in one sense, I'm not surprised because, I mean, I'm just, you see these kind of things all the time. And in another sense, I'm completely surprised. Like, I did not expect these things to happen. And now the... Number one story, and I wanted to cover all these, but there's just no way we're going to have time to cover all these. So I'm just going to focus on this one for now, and maybe next week we'll have time to cover the other ones. But do you know who Cardinal Mueller is? Cardinal Mueller, he was um, the head of the CDF before, was it before Fernandez? Is he the one that right before Fernandez? I forget. Uh, but Cardinal Mueller was the head of the Congregation of Doctrine of Faith, which is basically in the church um in the last 60 years, the head of the CDF is the number two guy, basically. Now you have the Pope, and then you have the head of the CDF. That's typically what it is in the last 60 years. Now, Cardinal Mueller put a, did an interview, and Diane Montagna just put out a translation of that interview. Very, very concerning on some of the things he said here. He came out talking about the sin of synodality, and one of the things he said about it, we'll start here for now. One of the things he said about it was because we have 
lay people involved in this, lay people voting in this, it changes the character of a synod. It changes it so it's not really a... It's, you can't, he's saying that basically it cannot be a Vatican III because it won't have the authority of a Vatican III because lay people are involved in it. He says, quote, The bishops participate in their office by exercising collegial responsibility for the whole church together with the Pope. If the laity participate in it with the right to vote, then it no, is no longer a synod of bishops or an ecclesiastical conference and does not have the apostolic teaching authority of the Episcopal College. To speak of a Vatican III can only can occur to an ignorant person, because from the outset, a Roman Synod of Bishops is not an ecumenical council. When the Pope could not subsequently declare without ignoring the divine right of the bishops, a Vatican Council III. Now, I'm c- confused, though, about what he means by this. I- I'd love to sit down with Cardinal Mueller and ask him a ton of follow-up questions to this interview, because one thing is... Let's just say, let's just say that it's a completely lay run event. Let's say we have a completely lay run synod and we draft this document and it says all sorts of things. It doesn't really matter. Just imagine whatever it says on it. Maybe orthodox, maybe not orthodox, doesn't really matter. And every single bishop in the world signs it. And the Pope then ratifies it. Is it not a binding document then? Because it was written by the ghostwriter of it is lay people? That seems to not make sense to me. It seems not to make sense to me. It doesn't seem to me, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody can correct me. It seems to me that as long as it is ratified by the bishops and the Holy Father, it would then become magisterial. Or maybe it would not be to the degree of a council, a Vatican III, but it certainly would be magisterial. It would certainly be magisterial. It certainly would hold a high degree of magisterium because it's signed by all the bishops and the Holy Father. And that's basically what the Synod is. It doesn't really matter whether or not the Synod is bad or good. I think it's going to be bad. But despite the fact that it's bad or good, it's a Synod which involves lay people and bishops, not just lay people. It's involving the bishops. And it's called by the Holy Father. And it's presumably going to be accepted by them all. And the Holy Father will then ratify or not ratify it. So then how could you say that it does not have a character of authority? Now, the most concerning thing here, the most concerning thing here was he was asked what would happen if the Synod Assembly approved blessings of homosexual couples and a change of sexual morality or the elimination of the priestly celibacy or allowing female diaconates. He said, would you accept it? He said, well, one, we have to take away priestly celibacy because that's not a dogmatic issue. He says, I'm against it, against getting rid of priestly celibacy. That's not a question of doctrine. That's a question of discipline. He said, but however... He said, the formal authority of the Pope cannot be separated from the substantive connection with Holy Scripture, apostolic tradition, and dogmatic decisions of the magisterium that preceded him. Otherwise, as Luther misunderstood the papacy, he would put himself in place of God, who is the sole author of his revealed truth. Instead of simply witnessing faithfully in the authority of Christ to the revealed faith in an unabridged and unadulterated manner and presenting it authentically to the church. And here is... The biggest thing here, here is the mind-blowing thing here. In such an extreme situation from which God can save us, every ecclesiastical official would have lost his authority and no Catholic would be obliged any longer to religiously obey a heretic or schismatic bishop, 
end quote. Whoa. That's huge. That is absolutely huge. And I would love, like I said, I'd love to sit down and ask him what he means by this. Because then who gets to decide who is a heretic or schismatic bishop? Because I've heard from many people claiming that Cardinal Muir is a heretic and a schismatic bishop. I've heard it from many a set of a conscious groups that Cardinal Mueller says has said many heretical things in the past. So does that mean so who gets to judge that? Do I get to judge that based on my own private opinion or do I have to trust another bishop? But which bishop do I trust Cardinal Supich or do I trust Bishop Strickland? Which bishop do I follow? But what if it's the Bishop of Rome? What if it's the Holy Father himself? What does that mean? This is a major implications and coming from somebody like Cardinal Mueller, who is incredibly theologically educated, who was the head of the CDF for years, who is a cardinal of the church, this has a really heavy degree of weight in terms of his opinion. But I want to know what he means by this and how exactly this plays out, practically speaking. What does this look like? And who gets to decide? That's the big question. And what does that mean for the things that have already happened? What about all the bishops in Germany who are already accepting these things? Are they all heretic schismatics? So what does that mean for the faithful there? Can you not go to church there? What if you are in a diocese in America and your bishop is a heretic and a schismatic? What do you do? This has major, major, major implications. And I would love to ask him these questions. And I hope somebody does a follow-up interview with him clarifying these points because this is a huge, has major implications about what happens next. We're definitely going to have to continue with this story and maybe invite some people on to talk about this because I'm, I'm, whew, this is crazy. Did not expect that coming out yesterday. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some gun control related issues. We'll be right back with more right after this. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. If Jesus brought two of the greatest Old Testament saints to meet with three of the greatest New Testament saints at the Mount of Transfiguration, can you say with any assurance that they were not alive, aware, and able to communicate? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the Bible. Luke 9 says, quote, Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. Did you catch that? They were talking with Jesus. That means they have cognitive capability. Secondly, heavenly friends. Those in heaven long for your prayer requests. Their intercession far exceeds your best friend's prayers here on earth. Sorry to say that. And thirdly, a pesky comeback. Well, Oral Roberts University has the prayer tower. TBN has a prayer department. Your home church probably has a prayer hotline. Well, guess what? Heaven has an on-demand, pure, unselfish prayer warriors known as the great cloud of witnesses. They're waiting on you. Wouldn't it be great if everyone prayed daily for priestly vocations? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and here's more breaking news and headlines for you. A mother claims that ChatGPT found the correct diagnosis for her son's chronic pain. This is an awesome story. OpenAI's chatbot ChatGPT has become an infamous tool for gathering all kinds of information from coding to writing college-level papers. 
And one woman now claims that she has found the correct diagnosis for her son's chronic pain after 17 other doctors over three years could not diagnose the condition. She input all of the information she had from his MRI into the chatbot, and in response, ChatGPT suggested that her son was suffering from a condition called tethered cord syndrome, which is uh, it affects the spinal cord. It was later confirmed and treated by another neurosurgeon. Wow, artificial intelligence, maybe there's something to it here. And uh, finally, here's a, an interesting story from the National Catholic Register, a bit of Catholic trivia today since we're not having our game show. The headline is, Why the Queen of Belgium Can Wear White When Meeting the Pope. When uh, the, uh, the, the Queen of uh, Belgium visits the Pope, she can wear white. Now, the traditional Vatican protocol required women to wear a black mantilla and a black dress with long sleeves for official papal audiences, although this custom has been made optional in recent decades. However, as a Catholic queen, Queen Mathilde of Belgium has the privilege de blanc, a papal privilege currently granted only to the Catholic royalty from Spain, Luxembourg, uh, Belgium, Monaco, as well as the House of Savoy. King Philippe, who uh, is her husband, who ascended the Belgian throne 10 years ago, holds the title Rex Catholicissimus, or Most Catholic Majesty. Nearly 50% of Belgians identify as Catholic, according to a Pew Research Center, and the members of the Belgian royal family are Catholic, but don't have an official role within the Catholic Church in the country. Now, those are all of your headlines this morning. May God bless all of your holy efforts today. Rudy, AI? Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to... I'm a hypochondriac, so I'm going to go later today and type in all my symptoms and see if something comes up. <laughs> like, yeah, you have uh, cancer literally everywhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, the uh, it's, it's funny, the, the whole AI question, you never, you never thought that it was going to replace so, doctors. It's so useful sometimes. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Hmm. I, I, I'm very conflicted about AI. Very, very conflicted. Uh, it's very interesting. It's also interesting to see that it, everyone thought that it was going to replace like low-income workers. But it's really replacing like a lot of like doctors, lawyers, paralegals especially, because then they could just put the legal document in and be like, "Give me a summary of this." And like, whoo, that gets crazy. Now, and the, the AI is not going to replace people working in in factories. It's not going to replace people moving boxes, uh, driving forklifts, things like you that. Sure? Not yet. Uh, maybe eventually they'll get robots to do it. But for now, it's kind of interesting. I see. saw a robot cleaning bathrooms the other day. Really? Yes. Yeah. That's weird. Coming soon. To nice. a bathroom near you. To a bathroom near you. Well, I guess, yeah, I don't, I don't want robots in my bathrooms, to be honest. I mean, just think about it. The, uh, the robots, they're the perfect alternative because, you know, they can't complain. Yeah. They do their job. They don't ask for $20, a week, $20 an hour. They can't smell the bathroom. That's true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, well, maybe we'll have to have more conversation about AI in the future. Uh, but joining us right now is Rolando De La Fuente. He's with MLR-Tactical.com. Good morning to you, Mr. De La Fuente. Good morning, Adrian. Thank you for having me back on your show. So uh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's good to have you on. It's good to have you on. Thank now, you. there were a couple stories that I wanted to uh, cover with you, especially this this story here I thought was um, kind of mind-blowing to me, the New Mexico situation. Are you familiar with that story? Yes, I've been kind of reading up on it. <laughs> Yeah, so so this the governor of New Mexico comes out and tries to ban, they basically overturn the Second Amendment. Uh, governor Grisham, I believe, is how you pronounce Grisham, her name. Um, she issued a emergency public health order to ban guns. Uh, can you tell me about that story? 
Well, I mean, first of all, I'm not an attorney and I'm not a constitutional scholar. But what I do know is that the Constitution cannot be temporarily banned or paused just because of a health scare or a health order, right, or a health emergency. That's what I have read, you know, uh, lately when this came about. And apparently her own Democratic uh, colleagues uh, agree with her. And even uh, anti-Second uh, uh, Amendment uh, people out there are uh, criticizing her that she's uh, overstepping her her executive authority. It's weird to me because it's the question is like okay, in what way is this a public health issue? Because the story is um, it was a was it a young girl? Uh, there have been multiple young children in the city of Albuquerque and Bernardillo uh, County that have you know died in the last days, weeks, months, whatever, the past year, uh, due to what they call gun violence, which is really, you know, in, in my opinion, calling things uh, crime, gun violence in this case, it, it's it's just putting, uh, it, it's, it's twisting the issue, right? Because the problem is not the gun. A, a gun is just not going to sit on this table or in anywhere, and it's just going to get up and start shooting people on its own, mm-hmm. right? There's got to be a human act behind it. And... Uh, you know, a, a gun, just like any other object, if a human wants to do something bad, it doesn't matter what's available. They will choose, they will grab whatever is available to them to do something, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether it's a wrench, whether it's a pencil, whether it's a, a keyboard, fist, teeth, I mean, right? If or you, a car. Or a car. If you want to do something evil, you're going to find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. So calling it gun violence, I think it twists in the minds of people. Uh, it, it shifts the, the, the responsibility from humans and from these lawmakers who are supposed to be enforcing the laws that are already in the books. And we have very strong laws on the books already to for any type of crime. If murder is illegal, murder is illegal. It makes no difference how you commit murder. Right, right. Yeah, it's not like if you uh, – if I – stab somebody to death and I shoot somebody to death that therefore the, the, the shooting someone is worse and that doesn't really make sense uh, why that would be the case now the other thing about this story that I thought was interesting is the idea that they were nobody mentioned the cause of the actual problem uh, they said it was gun violence and that it was the problem is guns but my question is was the person a repeat offender was a person a felon it's in New Mexico was a person an American citizen um, there's a whole many. There's so many questions. Was it somebody that's related to them? Was it gang violence? Uh, what was the actual cause of the problem so we can actually solve the problem? Because she was even asked by somebody that a reporter asked her, do you think that criminals are going to be following this gun ban? And she even said no. And I was like, then, then why are you doing this? Right. Well, the only people that she's impacting by this crazy, you know, uh, ban that she instituted for 30 days is law-abiding citizens mm-hmm. that are not going around uh, just taking out their weapons and shooting people for no reason at all. So the only people that she's going to uh, impact are the people that just want to protect themselves because if Albuquerque is having such an issue with crime, that means that there that there's some policies instituted in that you know, in in the prosecution of crime that is just not working. Mm-hmm. And and you, we see that around the country in cities like Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, where you have these progressive policies that are being pursued and, and instituted and, and very heavily, right, very strongly. 
And these are cesspools for crime. Now, if you go to more conservative cities and, 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 and uh, places of the people live, you don't have this problem. Now, is there crime in those locations? Obviously, there's always going to be crime, but not to that extent of those other cities. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is I mean, that's that's simply it. It makes a lot of sense to me that that we would hold people accountable and not objects accountable. That just makes makes sense to me. Now, the real situation here is what does the law enforcement officers do when it comes to a situation like this? Because when you become a police officer, when you become a sheriff, you promise to uphold the U.S. Constitution. And the sheriff there said it's unconstitutional, so there's no way we can enforce that order. The ban does nothing to curb gun violence. He added, we don't agree on this at all. This is unconstitutional. And like I said, I uphold my oath seriously. As far as meaning for Albuquerque specifically, I'm putting everybody else, including every other politician, everybody else as a leader to jump on board and work as a team. Now, my question for you, you used to work for the Houston Police Department. Um, what does somebody, what does a police officer do in a situation like this if you get told, hey, we're suspending the Second Amendment. Um, if you see anybody walking around with a firearm, I want you to arrest them. What do you do as a police officer? Well, when you, when you become a police officer, it's just like, you know, when you become a soldier, you take an oath. You take an oath to uphold the Constitution, the laws, whether they're local, state, and federal laws. The Constitution trumps all of that. It's, it's, it's number one. So when you take that oath, you don't take an oath to the governor. You don't take an oath to the chief of police or to the city mayor or even to the president of the United States. You take an oath to the Constitution, to the country. So, you know, as an officer, if I'm, you know, when I was an officer, if I was given a, an illegal uh, uh, order to follow, I have a choice. Either don't follow it and I'll face the consequences of those leaders, right? Or I follow it and I'm complicit in, in perpetuating that illegal uh, mandate, right? Mm. So, I mean, it, it's really tough, you know, because it's officers... We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, I want to pick up right there. We're going to finish up this conversation because that's a real concern. And ultimately, people can make laws, but the question is, can they enforce it? And so what will sheriffs do? What will police officers do? We'll pick up there when we come back right after this. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Do you really believe in a secret catching away of the church called the rapture? The pages of your Bible are empty of that type of talk. So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, solid biblical doctrine is time-tested. This rapture idea got its wheels rolling by John Darby in about 1830. I mean, have you heard of a third coming? You know you haven't. Secondly, God's nature. There's no reasonable premise in Scripture, let alone in moral reasoning, for the results of a rapture scenario such as this. A Christian pilot is yanked, raptured, out of his jet, while scores of the remaining passengers who are not Christians violently crash to their death. Meanwhile, said pilot is basking in the presence of God. This is absurd, and believe me, this is preached day in and day out. Thirdly, bad fruit. The preacher at your church says, Tonight, don't you be left in that pew alone, while that person next to you gets raptured straight up into heaven. That, my friend, is folly with no foundation. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're currently cruising at 39,000 feet. We'll turn that seatbelt sign off for you and let you move about the cabin. Looks like we're about two hours and ten minutes from landing. Plenty of time for you to say some prayers for the souls in purgatory. Wouldn't it be great if everyone prayed often for those in purgatory? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. And welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time Show. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. It's so good to be on with you today. Praise be to God. Now, today's a special day. Today's a special day for two reasons. Uh, yesterday was special for three reasons. Today is special for two reasons. Uh, well, maybe okay, I could throw in a third one. I could throw in a third reason. Uh, the number one reason why it's a special day today is because it's the Feast of the Seven Sorrows of Our Lady. Uh, so definitely make sure that you go and do something special for Our Lady. Go comfort her today. Uh, make sure that you do something. Pray the Seven Sorrows uh, Rosary today. In fact, if you're in our private Telegram chat, which I'm going to be sending out an email today um, reminding us of, of the Seven Sorrows Devotion, uh, Rudy actually put together an amazing booklet on the Seven Sorrows Devotion. He's giving it away for free to everyone in our email list. It's an ebook, and you can actually see that and pray that devotion for free. There you go. There you go. Way to go, Rudy. Woo! Fanfare. Rudy. There you go. Yeah, so, join the Telegram chat. Uh, it's a it's a chat that we participate all day long. So if you love CDT, you can join the Telegram chat and you can spend the whole day with us if you want. You know, we update you with all kinds of pictures. Very exclusive. So do join that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you get free things like our this new ebook that uh, that Rudy put together. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I actually he gave me the uh, 1.0 version of it, a physical copy, and I've prayed it uh, many, many times. It used to be in my truck. But after I got in a wreck, I don't know where it went. So it's somewhere. I got to go find it. I left it in my glove compartment, and I'd pull it out and pray it. Um, but now um, I don't know where it is. I got I to go look for that thing. Uh, but thank you very much to Rudy for that. We'll be sending that out later today. So you could join us there. The second reason why it's a special day is because it's our share So we're having our share If you can support the Guadalupe Radio Network, if you support Catholic Drive Time and our mission, well, you can join us. Make sure you call in. Coming up at 7 o'clock hour, we are going to start taking calls. So please be generous and let them know Catholic Drive Time sent you. We'd be very grateful. Now, I want to come back to our topic today. We're talking with Rolando De La Fuente. He's with MLR-Tactical.com. And we're talking about the situation in New Mexico where they, the governor there tried to ban the Second Amendment, or I guess suspend the Second Amendment for 30 days, um, you know, 15 days to slow the spread. I'm sorry. I mean, 30 days to uh, stop gun violence, I guess. The situation, though is very curious because the sheriff came out and basically said what I wish they would have said during COVID and said, okay, you have made your laws, now enforce them. Um, This is a real concern because if someone puts out unjust laws, and I imagine more and more laws that are going to be curtailing the rights of Americans are going to start coming out of the woodwork, especially in places like New Mexico, California, New York, uh, other places like that, what will the police do? What will the sheriffs do? Will they enforce unjust laws? Will they say, well, I'm just following orders? Or will they actually stand up and protect the rights of citizens and uphold the U.S. Constitution? Uh, Mr. De La Fuente, what are your thoughts about how people will actually react and what the right thing to do is? Well, I mean, it's, it's hard to say how people will react. Obviously, you're going to have the people on the on one side that are not going to 
stand for this mandate or for this ban. And you're going to have the people on the other side that are, woohoo, you know, finally somebody's doing something to control these guns, right? So it, it's hard to say. Now, as a law enforcement officer, I think the question that you asked me before is, what would an officer do in that situation? Well, the officer, most 99.9% of officers go into the police department or, or into the sheriff or whatever, into law enforcement in general, because they believe in the rule of law. They want to do good for the community. And like I said, taking an oath to uphold the law does not mean that you take an oath to an individual person or an individual uh, position. You take an oath to the law. So it is very, very, you know, she's putting these officers in a very, very tough position because they're supposed to be out there protecting the the community. They're supposed to be out there, you know, trying to enforce the law and, 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 and put people in jail who are breaking the law. And if they're going to be wasting their time going around seeing if, if uh, Mr. Law-abiding citizen over here, you know, is carrying a, a weapon outside of their home uh, concealed and that person is licensed, and it's breaking, not breaking any laws, then you just took that officer from doing his job over something that is not, in the grand scheme of things, is not going to improve any situation at all, right? So then, then what happens? And then that officer now becomes liable because there's, no, uh, there's not a lot of protections a lot of the times for these officers not to be sued for, you know, for them making a mistake on the job. Mm. Yeah, that is very concerning, and I just hope that um, people... Uh, officers will have the the courage um, and the fortitude to be able to, uh, well, I guess all the virtues. They need to be prudent. They need to be temperate. They need to have fortitude, and they need to be just. And they need all the the cardinal virtues. I mean, being a being a police officer requires virtue in a very special way. And when situations like this come up, it's it, you're going to have to make decisions that are very very hard. And the question is, will they obey? I was thinking about that with um, when our friend Mark Halk got raided by the FBI. It's like if you were in the FBI team, would you say, well, I know the guy. We saw his report. We know he's a, a Catholic father of like eight who just is a pro-lifer who were arresting him for, for pushing somebody. Uh, should we really go in, guns drawn, busting down his door? Is that really something we should do and recuse themselves of the situation, even if it means that they're going to get in trouble for it? I, I just wish that more people would have that courage. And I, I'm afraid that most people won't. Uh, do you think that they will? Well, I mean, obviously the, uh, the, the, the sheriffs and the chief of police are saying, no, we're not going to be part of this. Mm-hmm. So I believe there are people out there who have that fortitude, right? And I'm glad that they're who are at the top of their organizations are making this decision up front so that their line officers do not have to wrestle with this. They mm-hmm. can go about doing their job that they're supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess, yeah, you're, this is why, I mean, this is why running for local office is very, very important. Because those are the people who are going to affect you the most. The president can make whatever law he wants, but if your sheriff, your local sheriff office doesn't enforce it, right. then it doesn't really matter. Right. And so your local office matters so, so much. But if you do live in a city where you have horrible sheriffs, then it, the average police officer, like you said, is going to have to make decisions. It's going to right. be a tough decision, but he has to make one. Uh, now, I want to transition over just a little bit over to the question of why do you think the anti-gun public speakers are coming out against this law like you would think that they would be supportive of them doing this but people like david hogg for instance um came out and said that they are not for this why do you think that is 
Well, I, I obviously I don't know David Hawk very well or, or his thinking process other than he's you know obviously anti anti gun. Um, the only thing I can imagine is that it really diminishes their message, right? Mm. When you have a politician who is virtual signaling in this in this manner, and is putting, I'm assuming their their agenda or their uh, uh, their message at risk because it's it's going to an extreme level that there's no way people are going to want to get behind it, mm. right? Look, let, let's 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 look at it this way: more children are killed every single day with abortions, mm. right? And she did not mention anything about those children just because they haven't been born yet, right? Her party is very abortion, uh, pro-abortion. Why is it that she's not worried about those lives? I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'm all for you know, protecting the children. I am all for, you know, I feel bad that those children that have gone killed in Albuquerque over the last few years or months or weeks. Yes, that should never have happened. But she just can't say, okay, these children matter, but not all these thousands and thousands of children that are being aborted every single day. And her party promotes that. They mm. support that. I mean, it, it, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think the reason why they came against it is because they see this as a, um, a loss for them in terms of their message. Like, if, if they, um, they've been trying to push for more and more legislation to ban guns, but I think they think she jumped the shark, mm-hmm. and now it's going to go up to the U.S. Supreme Court. And now there's going to be special protections saying basically you cannot do this right. from the Supreme Court, and it's going to damage the anti-gun uh, position. And I think that's why they're coming after this. They're like, no, we need to get behind this. We need to quickly smash this down so that way we can continue down the road. Kind of how there was some group of pro-lifers who are saying things like, oh, we, we don't want to completely ban abortion. We just want to do until heartbeat laws and things like that. And they're very much like, okay, well, we want to ban abortion, but if all we can do is this, then we should go take the small steps before trying to jump to the major steps that may cause a, a You're absolutely a right. I mean, if, if, if the gun control group, if they come out and say, you know, we don't care what you say, we're just going to ban guns. Obviously, there's going to be a big backlash, a big resistance to that, because you're not going to tell me what to do, right, uh, from a gun uh, a pro person. By her doing that, she's, I think she's put them in a very precarious position because she, she, she's overstepping her bounds. She's overstepping the law. And now, like you said, now the courts are getting involved, and one of the judges already granted a, a, a stay to her ban. Mm-hmm. So a pause to the pause, right? So, I mean, how does that make sense? And I believe, I don't know much about this, that judge, but I believe I read that that judge is not a conservative judge. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell you? So now they're going to have to... Uh, uh, clean up that damage, you know, right? Uh, is aisle on clean up. What is it? What, what is it? Uh, clean up on aisle five, kind yeah. of thing. Because now she's put the, you know, she's put the whole movement in, in that in that position. I, yeah, absolutely agree with that. Yeah, we're talking right now with Rolando De La Fuente with MLR-Tactical.com, and I wanted to uh, transition over from the last couple minutes we have with you. Uh, so this is a really crazy situation, but there are still people out there who are law-abiding citizens want to protect themselves. Okay, how does somebody go about doing this? If they want to buy a purchase of firearm there and they want to be responsible gun owners, um, what's the tactic here? Uh, well, first of all, I mean, like, like as I said before on your show, uh, the weapon, the gun, it's, it's, it's a tool, 
right? And there's there's tools that are are, are fit for purpose. Um, there's tools that can be adapted for for a need. So if you want, if you're interested in purchasing a gun and you've never handled one before, I would not go buy movies. Uh, you know, not by Hollywood. <laughs> Uh, right. I would also be very careful about what you see on the internet, right? Mm. Uh, if you go to the store, there's some nice, shiny, ex- very expensive guns. Those are not always what you may want to go for, and sometimes they are. So I think you really need to take a, a good uh, a look at you, your in, you know individual abilities, your size, your 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 uh, uh, sensitivity to recoil, to weight, to uh, you know to all of these uh, factors and choose something that's appropriate. Sometimes a smaller weapon maybe make more sense, right? Sometimes a bigger one makes sense. How are you going to use that firearm for your protection? Is it just going to be on the nightstand? Is it going to be in a drawer or in a safe? Or are you going to be planning on carrying it on a daily basis? And if you do, then you have to take that into consideration. Right, for sure, for sure. I think it's very important. And I think also, I mean, people want to, they need to be able to, to practice uh, with their weapon, they make sure that they use it in a responsible way. They need to know how to use it, know its limitations, know it, know how the what to do in a proper situation. Um, and if one someone wanted to do that, uh, how could they do get training in that way? Well, there's many ways to to train, right? So you can go by yourself to the gun range and and train uh, that way. Uh, you can also seek professional training, which is what we offer at MLR Tactical. Um, the, the biggest thing is to train how you're going to be using the gun. If you're mm-hmm. going to be using it on a daily basis, then you need to train how you're going to use it. If you're going to, if it's just going to be a nightstand weapon, then you need to train that way. You need to teach yourself to look for it in the middle of the night in a dark room so that you can find it. Thank you very much to Rolando De La Fuente with MLR-Tactical.com. We're going to go into our share Be generous. Thank you. We'll be right back. Ever feel like life is just too busy, too much? Constant noise, social and traffic, work, paint, bills. It just doesn't seem to let up. Well, maybe it's time for a change. God offers us relief and hope. So if you're feeling like you need more peace and less chaos, then find your hope today. Begin at CatholicsComeHome.com. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. In your view, was the Virgin Mary simply an obedient woman who willingly gave biological and maternal matter to Jesus and therefore has been given undue adoration? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the Bible. The Virgin Mary is in the first book of the Bible, the last book of the Bible, all through the Gospels and close to 15 other typologies throughout Scripture. Secondly, the Ark of the Covenant. It was the most revered object in the history of the children of Israel. Israel. That ark carried the presence of God. Well, goodness, the Virgin Mary did not just carry the presence of God. She carried God himself. Thirdly, something to think on. If God is a father, he is, and we are known as his children, we are, and the body of Christ are called brothers and sisters, they are. Wouldn't God provide a mother for his church? He did. So here's an idea. Ask a wartime veteran who soldiers cry out for in a moment of fear. That's right, their mother. Mother Mary, pray for us. your captain speaking. We're currently cruising at 39,000 feet. We'll turn that seatbelt sign off for you and let you move about the cabin. Looks like we're about two hours and ten minutes from landing. Plenty of time for you to pray for religious vocations. 
Wouldn't it be great if everyone prayed daily for vocations to the religious life? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. There was no single event. It was more gradual. You know, eventually you just don't go one Sunday and then you don't go two Sundays in a row. Then went through a divorce and um, ended up being a single parent. If I didn't have church or God, I, I, I would be back at that lonely stage, that trouble stage. Whenever you get anxious and worry about things, you just know that Jesus has it under control. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org. KSHJ, Houston. Welcome to the 2023 Guadalupe Radio Network Source and Summit Fall share Please call 1-800-476-3311 to make your pledge of support to help keep Catholic Radio on the air across the Guadalupe Radio Network. Make a one-time $1,500 donation or a pledge of $125 per month for a year, and you'll be eligible to win a drawing for a pilgrimage of choice for two people with select international tours. That number again to call is 1-800-476-3311. And good morning. Welcome to the final fourth day, Friday morning of the Fall Sherathon 2023 here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. We've made it to Friday and we've had three good days of Sherathon so far and it all comes down to these last 12 hours. In fact, right now it comes down to this one particular hour. Uh, we've got a, a goal for you, matching gift, and uh, a lot of uh, fun stuff to, to tell you about. So good morning. Thank you so much for your support of the Guadalupe Radio Network, and uh, hopefully it will continue this hour. My name is Dave Palmer, and I am 
the executive director of the local station in North Texas of the Guadalupe Radio Network, KTH 910 AN. And I work side by side with Cecil Anderson, our North Texas assistant. She joins me in studio this morning. Cecil, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is Friday. Yeah. And we have uh, Joe Loney running the board this morning. First day with the Guadalupe Radio Network. So welcome, Joe. We're so glad uh, that he is with us uh, as uh, on the, uh, the, the engineering team. Uh, uh, so anyways, so welcome, Joe. All right. So we like to start with a prayer before we do anything else. Got a lot to tell you about. Uh, again, uh, goal is uh, going to be $8,500 this hour. So we'll tell you more about that and try to raise it this hour. But uh, let's start with prayer and get off in, in, in a good start. Can you pray, Cecil? Absolutely. In the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you that you have sustained the Guadalupe Radio Network through the generosity of our listeners. We lift each one of them in prayer to you this day. Dear Jesus, along with the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary, we pray that you will touch, enlighten, and open the eyes of all our hearts so that we will hear your word and hear your teaching. We prayerfully ask you for your continued blessing upon the Guadalupe Radio Network that we remain steadfast in our media ministry to spread your truth. Jesus, bless our listeners and hear their prayers. You know their hearts, you know their needs. Enrich their lives with your Holy Spirit, protect them from harm, and bring our lost family members into your fold. Thank you, Jesus, for the daily showering of the abundant blessings that you send our way. We are your servants. Guide our hearts, our hands, and our voices that we may give glory to God. We ask all this in your precious name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. If you were listening uh, last hour that we were on the air, it was actually Sammy and Richard during the 6 o'clock Central Time hour yesterday. And I think we probably had the biggest flurry of calls that we've had the entire Sherathon. I know at least uh, seven or eight at the same time. So thank you so much uh, for that. They did hit the goal. In fact, uh, there were a few people that called so late in the hour that we didn't get, they didn't give a, have a chance to, 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 to thank them. So we do want to thank them before we get on uh, with this hour. Anonymous in Gaithersburg, Maryland, uh, donated at the angel level from St. Martin Catholic Church. Uh, they said radio keeps me going. Michelle in San Antonio, St. Anthony Parish, $200 one time. Thank you, Michelle. And also Amy, listening to 89.7 FM KJMA, $20 a month. So those were the three final donors of uh, last hour yesterday. So on we move to this hour. Nobody on the line. Cecil, $8,500 to raise. All matching gifts which come from, let's see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Summer Speaker Series event, uh, July 20th here in North Texas. Donors from that. Also an anonymous listener in the D.C. area. And uh, Leo Giovino uh, from the Dominican Friars Foundation, rosarypilgrimage.org, rosarypilgrimage.org. That came from the D.C. area. So all those get to come together uh, for $8,500. Okay, so 800-476-3311. Uh, 800-476-3311. And Cecil, one of the first things we always have to do is talk about all these appreciation levels and uh, what people can give if they give at different levels. Do you want to Absol- explain some of those? Yes, absolutely. First off, every single person who has called in and donated so far this share and everyone who's going to call in this hour no matter what your donation size is going to get this interview that you did, Dave, and I got to help you record it. So I've gotten to hear it a few times, which is fantastic with Father John Ricardo. Everyone loves Father John Ricardo. And the title of the interview is Source and Summit, which is a theme of our share So So uh, Father John Ricardo talks about his own personal story with his devotion to the Eucharist. And also, I really like, Dave, that you asked all these questions about um, how do you talk to someone who maybe 
believes in the real presence but struggles with it? Or why do mm-hmm. you talk to someone who doesn't believe at all? You ask like all, all the, the different, different categories. All the different categories of people, <laughs> which I think is really cool. And, and his wisdom in each of those is really beautiful. So every single person, you're going to get that in your email inbox tonight. We'll send it to you. It's a digital interview that you can listen to over and over again, share with your friends. It's like 35 minutes. Uh, so really easy listen. You can probably do it on your commute as well. Um, 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. And uh, that is the number to call to be able to get that interview. Again, no matter what your size of donation, if it's $5 or $5,000, you're going to get that interview, which is awesome. We also have the guardian angel level, which is $30 a month or $360 one time or more. And uh, when you donate at that level, you're entered into a drawing. And today, what you're in the drawing for is an iPad Air with a spectacular 10.9 inch <laughs> I love liquid how you retina say that. display. iPad Air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm auditioning again. Remember, I'm seeing yeah, if anyone course. wants to hire me. Um, new Apple M1 chip with neural engine, two cameras, one in the front and in the back, and an all day battery life, which is honestly the most important thing. Five different colors to choose from. That's the second most important thing. And supports Apple Pencil. And that is a uh, nearly $600 value. And so uh, if you donate at that guardian angel level, you'll be entered into a drawing and you'll find out next week if you have won that or not. Um, so super exciting. Um, I always love when they list all those really technical things. And I'm, I'm really hoping that like some people listening understand what an M1 chip is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, uh, it's a very handy little device. So and that's thanks to the Knights of Columbus Council uh, 9291 at St. John. Is it Newman or Nauman? Uh, no, Newman. I think no, either. Yeah, Paris. I think it's. I Newman. always get confused because we have a couple saints that are similar right, in name right. from the south and central Texas area in honor of the blessed Father McG- uh, Michael McGivney. Super be- awesome. Thank you so much for that. Uh, again, the number 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. And Dave. What happens if they put it on their bank auto draft or on their card? Yeah, I, I had an opportunity uh, to interview Julie Carrick, and she is a a longtime Catholic singer, songwriter, beautiful voice, very holy lady. And uh, she uh, allowed us to use a compilation of music that she has, and it's called Savior and Sustenance, and it's uh, 12 different songs, and they all focus on the Eucharist. Okay, in one way or the other, all the songs have to do with the Eucharist. There are songs like uh, Eucharistic Grace, I Thirst for You, Anima Christe. Uh, let's see what a, a mandicate and so you know Pontus Angelicus means uh, well, bread, bread of heaven no bread of the angels or bread of heaven uh, oh. <laughs> I, I think it's bread, bread yeah bread of the angels I thought Angelicus uh, and so anyway so if you put it on a credit card or a bank draft or a you know a debit card or something like that that's easy you don't have to think about it every month and we don't have to send you pledge reminders uh, we want to send you tonight in your inbox now those 12 songs as a digital download uh, uh, the 12 songs from Julie Carrick. So that's as a little special thank you. 800-476-3311. Still waiting for the first call this morning on Friday, 10 minutes after the hour. And uh, we have not had a call yet. So uh, we have heard from different markets uh, each morning, I believe, with the first call. I know the very, very first caller of the entire Sherathon was uh, Scott from McKinney, Texas. Called before we even gave the phone number out. So uh, call us up. And uh, be the first caller today, 800-476-3311. And then the big, big donation, if you can do it, and I think we're going to have to have several of these this hour, it's called an Archangel Donation. That's a, that's $125 a month or $1,500 one time. 
And you can bump it up to 1531 in honor of Our Lady Guadalupe or 1917 for uh, Our Lady Fatima. We had one, 1858. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Our Lady of Lords. Yes. Uh, I think that came from D.C. area. So Our Lady of Lords. So you can be creative with it and pick a, a year that means something to you. Uh, and, uh, you know, related to Our Lady or something else or you know, the year you were born or your children were born or something like that. So you can be creative uh, with the amount that you give. But the, the important thing is, is that by the time we finish this hour in about 49 minutes, we have hit uh, this matching gift goal of $8,500. And right now, nobody is on the line. <laughs> 800-476-3311. And then there's always... The good old Seraphim donation, oh, right? Very good old Seraphim. So the Seraphim donation is one time five thousand uh, dollars, and that's a big ask. That's not something that everyone can do, but we do have listeners who mm-hmm. can. Yeah. and we've already had a few of them this Shareathon. But what a way to start a Friday on Shareathon would be to get that donation. Oh, gosh. Uh, the what the Seraphim is is it. Your donor, your name will go into the uh, pilgrimage drawing four times. So you have four ch- possible chances, you know, there to win that pilgrimage with Select International Tours. You also have the option of doing a one-hour live remote from your home with your family and friends, your place of business, your parish, whatever you want to highlight. Maybe there's a particular ministry that's close to your heart, something in the pro-life movement, or whatever it may be. An evangelization. Um, we'll come out and do an interview or do a whole long hour-long broadcast, and those are so much fun. Uh, so call up right now if that's something you want to do. That would be a really big game changer in the first, you know, few minutes of this uh, last day of the Sharathon. 800-476-3311. Uh, that is the number to call. And we're still looking for caller number one. Yeah, caller number one. Any donation, any size. Don't, uh, you know, don't get caught up in, oh, I'm not a seraphim. I'm not an archangel. Oh, you know, maybe you're a guardian, <clears throat> guardian angel level donor. Uh, $30 a month. That's what we think most people do. That's what I do, uh, for the Guadalupe Radio Network. It's a good amount, uh, $30 a month. Maybe you want to do it all at one time, $360 one time. You can do a dollar a day, $365. Uh, just, you know, just be creative with it. Uh, but the important thing is you call in and you make a donation now. Start, uh, to whittle away at this $8,500, uh, right now. 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. 3311. Okay. Uh, there is a call in now. 1-800-476-3311. And, you know, I mentioned last night during the six o'clock hour, we had, uh, Richard and Sammy had just a flurry of calls. A lot of them coming in at the same time. It was so cool because the call center was here where we were and everybody got a call before they left. It was about 10 minutes before the top of the hour. Let's, let's replicate that. Let's get just everybody calling in and just doing what you can. You probably started this week with an idea in your mind of how much you were going to donate. My, my friend Steve Gleason would say, take that number and double it. <laughs> uh, but uh, even if you don't double it, if you do what you were planning on doing, uh, and you haven't done it yet, do it now. This is a great hour to do it because we have a big goal, $8,500 to raise. 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. I mentioned yesterday driving around uh, during my, my prayer hour and just like searching for Jesus. I mean, I really was. I, 
I went to a, on a, a, a mission to find uh, Jesus. Yeah, the, the the chapel that I normally go to has this relic display, which is really beautiful, and there's relics of a lot of saints. Uh, you know, but it's just not the same. And so I went to another church that is known for having Eucharistic adoration, I thought 24-7, and they didn't have it. And I just had this emptiness, you know. I know, uh, you know, Jesus would be in the tabernacle in the main church, I think in, in most cases. Uh, but uh, exposed Blessed Sacrament, it's just such a gift, and it's such, such a beautiful thing. And uh, if that's what this whole share this week is dedicated to, Source and Summit, and if you do make a donation of any size, you're going to get the interview that I did with uh, Father John Ricardo called Source and Summit. His reflections, as Cicel was talking about earlier this hour, on uh, the Eucharist, on different types of people. You know, maybe you're just, uh, you believe, you know, there's, there's no problem believing in the real presence, but you want to go deeper. You just want more. You want to have more fervor, more, you know, just... Uh, uh, fire in your, in, 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 in yourself about your, your, uh, your love of the Blessed Sacrament. Okay. He addresses that. How do we do that? 1-800-476-3311. Okay. One person on, uh, caller number two. Are you there? Caller number two, 800-476-3311. Any donation, any size. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. I love Steve Gleason's uh, whatever number you're thinking of double. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, but it's it's really important in our uh, faith life to, you know, we, we give of our time, we give of our talents and treasure. Um, and so I know that, you know, not everyone can do, you know, a pilgrimage donation. Not everyone can do a seraphim donation certainly um but whatever it is that you can do um whatever you give to the lord he, he will bless that um and you know sometimes it's hard sometimes you're looking at your your monthly budget and things are not getting cheaper any of these days um but it is so important to be able to um to be able to make a donation to keep things like catholic radio going um and again like i said the lord will bless you i have always i've been very committed in my life to always tithe and to always do um you know, to be able to give to different ministries and organizations. And I have never regretted doing that. I don't think people regret giving a donation. Yes. 800-476-3311. Dave, we have our first person to thank, <clears throat> yes, but we there's do. no one on the line. Yeah, first person <laughs> to thank is a biggie. This is what we call the Guadalupe donation. Okay, Cynthia in Dallas, 9, 10 a.m. listener, uh, has done the 1531 and also uh, says, uh, go ahead and uh, I'll pay the credit card charges as well. Okay, so it comes out to 1563.84, if you want if you want to know precisely. <laughs> Uh, so, Cynthia, thank you very, very much. That got us started on a, a very, very good note today. 1564 raised. That leaves us now with $6,936, 17 minutes after the hour. And uh, phone number, call number two, 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. I do want to mention, uh, people are listening and thinking, gosh, isn't Toya normally on the air uh, early in the morning on Fridays? Uh, and, uh, she is typically on the air, but she's not on the air today. She had to, uh, attend to some issues, uh, with her, uh, her husband, Patrick, some medical issues. And, uh, so she's not going to be with us on the air today. She's with us uh, spiritually and she's listening and she's paying attention, but she's just not able to be on the air. So, uh, I ask you to please pray for her, pray for her husband, Patrick, and for his health and his uh, doctor visit today. And uh, she would be very, very grateful. We all would be if you would uh, uh, lift him up in prayer today. 
800-476-3311. And uh, a little slow going this morning, $6,936 and nobody on the line. I know. Uh, and you know, we should oh. mention where our um, our call center is today. We're in yes. San Antonio. So there are, I think, like seven volunteers all sitting there waiting for their phones. Know, the They're waiting call, to take yes. their first calls. And it's so exciting. Uh, so please give them a call at 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. I'm always just sitting here waiting for that flurry of calls to come in. It starts with the first one. I know, it does. It's the first caller. I mean, if you're out there right now, I promise you, if you will call right now, any donation, any size, at 1-800-476-3311. If you just call and just do what you can, you know, $10 a month or $100 one time or 30 a month, you know, maybe, maybe you are the Seraphim donor. Maybe you're somebody who said, you know what, I can do that. I can do uh, $5,000. Call up now, and I'll tell you what, you will just electrify this hour. And, you know, any donation that you call with is going to get Sissel and me really excited because... I can almost assure you the second call will follow right after your call. 1-800-476-3311. Okay, Dennis is taking a call. It is starting. All right. Uh, It also gives us an opportunity to see the names of the volunteers who are taking uh, calls. And these are just uh, awesome people that give up uh, six, sometimes a whole day of their uh, of their, 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 their Friday, uh, to, in order to, to come in and to the San Antonio call center in this case. And, uh, we're just so grateful. So we get to see their names. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, whoever's on the other end of that line. 1-800-476-3311. So, so, so now we get to put it to, to the test. Is the second call going to come right after the first? As is typically the case. Car number two, are you there? Yes, are you there? Can you call in right now? 800-476-3311-800-476-3311. The listener who called in right now to Dennis, um, it took that leap of faith and said, well, I'm going to be the person to start it. I'm going to do that. And he, I'm sure they're thinking, someone's going to follow me. So yeah, let's make exactly. that happen. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. Let's get a nice flurry in the first 20 minutes of this hour. I know. I I see no reason we can't get to ten calls. I mean, ten oh, calls. We are broadcasting in you know, D.C. You've had a great share-a-thon. We've heard a lot from Alabama, Florida. Let's hear from you, Florida. Uh, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth, Midland, Odessa, Amarillo. You had your own day on Monday, and then uh, I think, gosh, Amarillo has come on very strong. Tyler, Longview. You know, a lot of people are saying, "Pray for Bishop Strickland." Well, you, we've got Catholic Radio and Tyler and Long. View in that diocese, and so we'd love to hear from you in Kansas. We've heard from you a few times. Okay, is another one coming on? I think so. so. (laughs) I'm hitting a a refresh very aggressively Uh, over here. uh, 1 800, yep, you're right. 1 800 476 3311. All right. Caller number three, uh, you know what? Let's just hyper-focus, everybody. Say say a prayer. If you've already donated and uh, you're like, hey, you know, I've, I've, I've done my part. Well, yeah, you, you've done your part. Pray for 10 calls this morning all at the same time. That would be oh, electrifying. That would be so Text exciting. Text your friends. And, uh, I mean, ask yourself, do you think 10 people are listening right oh, now who haven't absolutely. donated in the call? <laughs> I mean, time's probably 1,000 a, a or, or 10,000. And so we just need uh, Tenia to call in. All at the same time, any donation, any size, 1-800-476-3311. Keep those volunteers busy. Okay, Ray is our other volunteer in San Antonio. Ray, thank you for that, uh, for giving up your time this morning. Dennis, thank you as well. 
Caller number three, where are you? 1-800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. See, I always tend to have the slowest computer ever. <laughs> like you, you, you found out about caller number two long before I did, probably so 30 hitting, seconds, right? Again, I was hitting refresh, hitting refresh a whole bunch, right? <laughs> 1-800-476-3311. Uh, still want to just kind of mention the Fatima donation. Um, I, uh, you know, I have two children born on Fatima days, uh, September 13th and May 13th. Uh, we consecrated our family to our Lord through Our Lady on uh, August uh, 15th with a prayer for a, a, a child because we had suffered five miscarriages. And then the next May 13th, and we, we consecrated to our, it to our, our Lord through Our Lady of Fatima. And then miraculously on May 13th, our son was born on 2013. He's a special needs uh, child on the autism spectrum, uh, an amazing blessing to our family. And so ever since then, I've just uh, had this amazing love for Our Lady of Fatima. And I think of all the titles, Guadalupe and Fatima are my two favorites. Mm. And so that's why, you know, sometimes I'll say, you know, if somebody can do the, uh, you know, $1,917, maybe you have a similar story. Maybe you have a, a great devotion to Our Lady under some title, Our Lady Guadalupe, Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Lords. Uh, make a donation uh, in the year that she appeared uh, to uh, whoever, you know, whether it be Bernadette or Juan Diego or the Shepherd Children. Uh, just be creative with it if you can and do it this hour because we need you badly. 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. We really need that third caller right now. $6,936 still to raise. $6,936. I want to put a special call out to North Texas listeners. Okay. If you uh, are in North Texas and you love the last uh, 17 years of Catholic radio in North Texas, you know, October 1st, we're coming up on our anniversary of 2006 is when Catholic radio t- turned on. Uh, and I, I remember I was in Midland when it turned on at midnight on that night on the feast of our, our of St. Therese of Lisieux. And uh, I was getting, you know, phone calls. I had to call my sister and say, is it on the air? Because I, I wasn't even in North Texas. I said, stay up till midnight and tell me if it goes over. So, you know, and, and North Texas has never been the same. I mean, it's the same with every every market. When Catholic Radio and the Guadalupe Radio came to your your uh, your market, um, uh, uh, so Marty is reminding us he that today Our Lady is of Sorrows. Our Lady of Sorrows. You know, just okay. as we were going on the air, I have the Amen app, which is a prayer app, and it sent me a notification saying, Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. So I don't know what year is associated with Our Lady of Sorrows. There's the Seven Sorrows of Mary, so you could do like a 700, you know, whatever it may be. But um, I'm going to see if I can find that. But that would be such a beautiful way to commemorate the feast <clears throat> Oh, day. yeah, of course. I mean, this beautiful day. Um, if we can find a, a, a number associated with that. Or you can just say that as your prayer request. Ask for uh, her intercession. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. Dave, we seem to be stalled out at two calls. Yeah, two calls. Uh, let's get that third one. $6,936. Remember, this is all matching gift money. It's 25 minutes after the hour. $6,936 to go. DC, are you are you up? You have a, an extra hour on us this morning, an extra cup of coffee maybe. Uh, Florida, uh, we'd love to hear from Tallahassee or Pensacola, Bluntstown. Uh, I just absolutely love just to, to hear it. It's like, what is that one city in Florida? Like Gulf Breeze, oh, Florida. Yes. That sounds like, like an amazing place. I to mean, be. just calling out Gulf Breeze makes me feel like I'm on vacation. 
1-800-476-3311. We've had one person so far. It was uh, an archangel. In fact, I'm going to dig up a fascinating fact for Sissel. Uh, for 1-800-476-3311. 6936 Two people on the line looking for caller number three. Is there another archangel donor out there? Can we get a flurry of calls? Uh, can we get to 10? Okay, we got to get there, the you know, sequentially. Yes. yes, we can. Okay, <laughs> but it's a matter of everybody picking up the phone and calling. If you haven't already made a donation, 800-476-3311, uh, 26 minutes after the hour. We're down to only 34 minutes left in this hour, and we have $6,936 still to raise. Can you be caller number three? 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. Again, this is a matching gift hour. It's the first hour of the last day of our Fall Share-a-thon. Source and Summit is the theme, and it's a matching gift thanks to the North Texas Summer Speaker Series event that we had in July with Father Bill Casey, an anonymous listener in the D.C. area, and Louis Giovino for the Dominican Friars Foundation. You can visit rosarypilgrimage.org, rosarypilgrimage.org. We're so thankful for them, but we want to match this all dollar for dollar. So call up right now and just donate whatever you can. 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. Our volunteers in San Antonio, Dennis and Ray, are taking calls right now. But those calls have been on for a few minutes, so it's probably going to clear very soon. So we need to act quickly. Pick up the phone and call. 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. And if you're driving and you're like, I don't know if I can pull out my credit card, we can send you something in the mail. Don't worry, the volunteer will be patient and wait for you. I think we got a third call coming in, Dave. All right, yes, so. yeah, third call. Thank you so much. 800-476-3311. Can we get caller number four? That would be so exciting. All right, Marty has uh, done the research on Our Lady of Sorrows, and he said that it was, it was originated uh, by a provincial synod in Cologne, in 1423. Now, 1423 is kind of a tricky number because if you do that, you might want to bump it up to $1,500 in order to get, to get into the drawing, uh, the archangel drawing for the, uh, the pilgrimage of choice with Select International Tours. All right. Now there's a fourth caller that's coming Amazing. in. Got All right. Ray, so, Dennis, uh, and Rosina are taking, uh, pledges right now. Yes. And we've got a fourth call coming in. So we'll get to see another volunteer's name pop up here in just a second. I want to see all seven volunteers' names all at once. That'd be so exciting. We can take them hour. all at one time. Oh, just see goodness. all their names. 1-800-476-3311. Rosina, Ray, Dennis, thank you so much. And uh, whoever is on the other end of that phone call, thank you <laughs> to you as well. Uh, we do have, uh, looks like four calls. Okay, we're six oh, away from we getting to it. the we 10. It, you see guys. that quick math in my yeah, head oh, right there? Oh, you did such a good job, Dave. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think we're also going to go to a break here. Joe's going to take us to a break and hear some music. But uh, in about two minutes, let's have another two minutes to really oh, encourage to you to uh, here is uh, five hundred and ten dollars. Wow. Uh, Mark in Bolverde, Texas. St. Joseph in Honey Creek is the parish. He enjoys learning about his faith. Tries to listen every morning during uh, during work to learn about my faith. Okay, feast day of Our Lady of Sorrows. All right, oh, you mentioned you got it. it. Strong awesome. devotion to Mother Mary. Pray that more people know about the Seven Sorrows Rosary. Okay, beautiful. You know, I mean, Mark, that, that's so awesome because by you're just calling in and making that donation and mentioning that i bet you there are a thousand people uh, at least that today are going to go on the internet and do a search for the seven sorrows rosary okay so your 500 dollars donation plus credit card charges uh, just added to the devotion of countless people 
uh, but because you cared enough to mention that. So, so thank you so much. That is awesome. Uh, $6,425. That's the, the beauty of it is that you call in, you mention, uh, I love when people mention their parish. Like we have a parish in the Dallas Diocese called St. John the Pumacine. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know who St. John right. the Pumacine is, but so by, by merely mentioning, uh, his name, you're like, really? Who is he? You know, and then you lift up a prayer to St. John the Pumacine. All right. We've got to take a break, Sissel, and, uh, please don't, uh, Stop calling. Got a little rally going here. Uh, everybody call from all markets. 1-800-476-3311. $6,058 to go. Here's the music uh, from Julie Carrick, and uh, we'll close out the hour when we come back. Thanks for your support. We'll be back with more of the 2023 Source and Summit Fall share on the Guadalupe Radio Network, right after this. Joy. 
Welcome back to the 2023 Guadalupe Radio Network Source and Summit Fall Sherathon. Please call 1-800-476-3311 to make a pledge of support to help keep your Catholic radio station on the air. That's 1-800-476-3311. All right, welcome back. It is now 36 minutes after the hour, which means we have 24 minutes to raise $5,956. This is a matching gift hour. Total to be raised is $8,500. My name is Dave Palmer, along with Cecil Anderson. We're broadcasting from the North Texas studio of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Good morning to you. Happy Friday. And uh, it's the feast day of Our Lady of Sorrows. And we have more to say about that in just a second. But phone number is 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. And uh, Cecil had a really good idea during the break. And you want to explain what we're going to do, Cecil? Yes. So currently, Dave, at the moment, we're going to thank some people, but we have no people on the line, which is, you know, not great. But Starting I'm gonna, from scratch. We're starting from, we're starting from fresh. It's great. What we're going to do is... In honor of Our Lady of Sorrows, there are seven sorrows of Mary. We're going to try to get to seven calls. And every time we get another call, I will tell you about 
one of the sorrows of Mary um, yeah. because uh, I, Dave and I were just talking about it and off the top of our heads trying to come up with which ones can we remember. I've got a list now in front of me, so we'll talk about those in a minute, but this will be a great way so that throughout this day you can maybe meditate on these sorrows. Um, it'd be really beautiful, um, but we need to get seven calls on the mm-hmm. line. So the number to call is 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. Yeah, and if it hadn't been for Marty, you know, I think I uh, at some point today somebody would have mentioned, hey, it's the feast day of Our Lady of Sorrows, but uh, he reminded us, and now we're reminding you, and so there are so many people uh, across the Guadalupe Radio Network that are waking up this morning and being reminded of this special feast day we have, and do you know the the seven sorrows of Our Lady? Um, as people call in, we will tell you, and I think we can definitely get seven calls here, hopefully within about five minutes, and so be the, the first caller, and we will give the first sorrow, and uh, we'll educate people about this special feast day. 800 476 3311. Any donation, any size. It doesn't have to be an archangel. It doesn't have to be a guardian angel. Uh, it can be any donation, any size. But as they come in, we'll tell you the seven sorrows. All right. I will thank. How about I'll thank one and you can thank the other two. Would that be okay? 800 476 3311. That's a phone number, by the way. Liliana, uh, 89.7 FM listener in San Antonio, St. Anthony, Mary Claret Parish. Uh, says she is grateful for becoming a new Catholic. Oh, All right. Wow, Praise God. Home. And uh, oh, by the way, we just got our first call. So before you thank <gasps> these folks, will you um, uh, give us our the first sorrow? Yes, absolutely. So the very first sorrow, and this is going to go in, in chronological okay, order, right? Yeah, yeah. So the very first one, what do you think that might be, Dave? Uh, be early on early, early in, uh, in Jesus' life. Uh, would it be when she lost him in the temple? It oh. is actually even before that. Before There's that. two. Before oh, that before one. that. Okay. Uh, um, so... This is the prophecy of Simeon. Oh, yeah. The prophecy that, you know, um, Jesus is obviously going to have a lot of suffering. And so that was very sorrowful for her. She's looking at her little baby. And a sword shall pierce your heart. Yes. And so she's very obviously sad when she's thinking, oh, goodness, this is what's going to happen to my son. Okay. So the prophecy of Simeon, that can be found in Luke 2, uh, 25 through 35, by the way, in case anyone wants to meditate on that today, Luke 2. Um, The prophecy of Simeon, the first sorrow of Our Lady. Uh, So we're looking for call number two so we can talk about the second sorrow. All right. Susan taking a call right now. Susan, thank you for calling and I mean for uh, for volunteering and uh, okay, let, let's thank the other two and then we yep. got to do the drawing from yesterday, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. We got Carla from Midland gave $76.61 uh, one time goes to St. Goes to St. Anne's, and uh, Carla appreciates everything that GRN does for her. She listens every day, all day. I love oh, that. Wow. That's awesome, Carla. Thank you so much, and thank you for donating and really just uh, supporting the thing that's blessed you so much. And we have Sylvia in Houston listening to 1430 AM. Goes to St. Jerome. Uh, how has Catholic Radio changed her life? Very edifying and hopeful during these dark times. Absolutely. Sylvia, thank you so much for that beautiful donation. Uh, still just one person on the line. Oh, no, two people got two. Oh, it's okay. Now you got get two to people. do the second yeah, sorrow. The Eventually second sorrow. we're going to get to the drawing. Okay. That's okay. okay. Okay, so I want to keep these uh, memorized. So the prophecy of Simeon prophecy is the first sorrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think might be the second one? Oh, you're going <laughs> to you're going to turn this around. <laughs> you said it was before finding Jesus. I mean, losing Jesus. Possibly. Uh, well, no, but you said there were two before, right? Well, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't okay. mean to get that much okay, away. Okay, so uh, <laughs> let's see. So this is going to be um, the prophecy. Gosh. I don't know. It's the flight into Egypt. The flight into Egypt uh, being when, if I'm remembering my Bible facts correctly, that being when King Herod um, decided to uh, kill all the little boys under the age of two. And so they had to flee. Uh, St. Joseph in a dream was told to take Mary and Jesus and get them out. So they went to Egypt to kind of go into hiding for a little bit to protect Jesus. Um, that's in Matthew 2, 
13 through 15. All right. Very good. Well, thank you. Uh, Whoever is talking to, uh, let's see, uh, well, Susan and then David also. Uh, and we've been able to reveal two of the seven sorrows of Mary on this uh, special feast day. And I'm learning a lot. You know, as long as I've been Catholic and as long as I've been listening to Catholic radio, uh, you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't rattle them off. I can I can rattle off a lot of things, but I, I do not you know the seven sorrows. Now on, I know. Now I'm, and I'm going to keep them in my, my, my memory. I'm going to I'm going to hold on to this. 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. Uh, $5,956 still to raise. Keep an eye on the clock also, uh, because we only have 18 minutes to go and a lot of money to raise. Is there somebody that can do an Archangel donation? A Fatima donation, $1,917. Uh, you know, uh, fifteen hundred, hundred twenty-five dollars a month. We're going to need a several of those to hit this goal. All right, do you want to <laughs> finally do that drawing? Yes, this I is can. for yesterday's uh, Apple, Apple Watch. Watch. Yes. Okay, so the winner, handy little thing. All right, I've got a, my apostolic bowl of divine providence. Though the apostles are being uh, falling off this bowl constantly, um, I'm not looking in the bowl. I've right. got one. And in the winner hand. is winner for is, the Apple Watch from yesterday. Oh, Bill and Mary in Dallas. Oh, is that right? <laughs> oh, okay. So, so they were volunteers here yesterday. Okay. They, they also they, donated at the pilgrimage level, and so yeah. they got entered into this drawing as well. All right. Uh, so we they they and they listen constantly. So they probably already know that they're winners. But uh, an Apple Watch. In fact, I think we were talking about Apple Watches uh, with them we yesterday. Were. So it all came full circle. All right. Who's going to be the third caller? We want to reveal the third sorrow of Our Lady, although we've already kind of uh, hinted at it. <laughs> Maybe. 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. 17 minutes is all we have left. $5,956. And please be caller number three. Okay? Uh, we would love... Uh, to hear from you right now, 1-800-476-3311. Caller number three will reveal the third sorrow of Our Lady, uh, $5,956 uh, still to raise. So come on, everybody. Let's come together. We, uh, you know, we, we have this uh, <laughs> joke uh, within the, the GRN. Okay, we got the third? Is, yes, that, what you're, is that what you're reacting about? That, that was my little noise. Oh, okay. Well, 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 like, oh. Okay, so, <laughs> all right, the third sorrow of Our Lady. What is it, Cecil? <laughs> the third sorrow of Our Lady is the loss of the child Jesus for three days. All right. When they went to the temple in Jerusalem and they're coming back, and it's kind of one of the things where it's a big care of things, where it's a big caravan of people, and suddenly they realize Jesus isn't with any of the friends or any of the pe- families. And oh my goodness, and, can you imagine that panic? I'll, I'll tell you, if I lost uh, a child, I mean, I have a 10 year old son, okay, so I can kind of relate to this. If I lost him for three days, I would be an absolute basket case. And I know there was some, uh, some debate uh, because in The Chosen, I think it showed. Mary kind of freaking out a little bit. Sure. And it's like, you know, would Mary have freaked out or would Mary, you know, believe and trust sure. that the Lord is going to, you know, take care of this? I think the latter would be the case. Sure. All right. This is exciting. Oh uh, David and Mary in Arlington, Texas. 9, 10 a.m. listeners, two thousand dollars okay this was an online donation uh that was made this morning and i i just got to thank them they have long time been supporters uh you know the story one time i was at a parish in arlington and i was we had I'd done a parish talk and i had never met uh mary before and so she came up and she said oh uh, i'm mary and she gave me her last name 
I was like, Mary, oh, <laughs> you're Mary. We know who you are. <laughs> I think another one just jumped on. I did. So, so, okay. so, so by the way, that was a $2,000 donation. $38.96 to go. <clears throat> okay, $38.96. Thank you very much. I got a fascinating fact for you. We're down to 15 minutes. All right. Do we need to do the, the next one? Yes. Okay. So this one, we're going to skip quite a bit of time. The last one was Jesus was a child. And now we are all the way to Calvary. Oh, wow. Mary meets Jesus on his way to Calvary. So this is when he's carrying the cross. So okay. Okay, we kind of, I think a lot of and, and, and how painful that would oh. be. I mean, you know, Adrian, Adrian's so, so brilliant. He was talking about this this morning on CDT and just talking about how she didn't suffer pains at birth. You know, he, right. he, he described it light through glass. You know, it, it, Jesus came out, there were no pains. But, you know, the doctors of the church and the mystics and everybody have said the pain that she suffered, you know, after that was, you know, exponentially greater than anything that, um, and I'm not trying to uh, diminish what women suffer at birth, because I've heard oh. it's quite pain, <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, and uh, But yeah, so so her pain was uh, just great. All right, 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. Did we get another one, or uh, we've we got three on we right now? We have three on right now, but I think those are all ones that we're already on, so we're still, now we're looking for uh, call a number, oh, uh, sorry. The, the fifth one. The fifth sorrow of Our Lady, yeah, so... Um, right. If you want to call in right now so we can reveal that, we need three more to be able to finish this off. I told you this. Well, the very end, uh, in Bill, was, she just texted me. Woohoo, we won the watch. I knew it. That's I know so they're exciting. listening. They are just such great listeners. Here's Anonymous San Antonio, our Lady of Lords Parish, okay? Uh, she enjoys listening to the Mass. Uh, she is interested in volunteering as a GRN. Okay, so uh, Gordon will be in touch with you, Anonymous, and. Uh, we, I guarantee you there's something that he can uh, give you to, to volunteer. So thank you very much, uh, not only for donating, but also for offering to volunteer. All right, so we have five, wait, three more sorrows. Can yes. we get three more calls at least? We're going to need those in the next 13 minutes. Uh, somebody do something uh, really big now because we have got to hit this goal. 800-476-3311, 13 minutes to go. And uh, we want to reveal the, the, three, the three final sorrows of Our Lady as the next three calls come in, 800-476-3311. Most importantly, though, $3,845. We still have to raise $3,845. We've raised $4,655 so far. Two people are on the line, Bill and Stephanie. Thank you uh, for volunteering this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, $3,845. Where's caller? We need our third caller on right now, but our fifth caller for the sorrows of mary if that makes <laughs> sense right confusing but what we do need period is calls yes 800-476-3311 800-476-3311 to go in this matching gift hour two people doing the archangel donation dave and i'd be pretty confident that we could hit this so if you are listening right now and you've been pondering that pilgrimage level donation $125 a month or $1,500 one time. You're going to be entered into a drawing to win a pilgrimage for two uh, with select international tours that go to all the big pilgrimage sites like the Holy Land, Ireland, Fatima, Lourdes, Mexico City. There's so many options. Uh, call in right now. And uh, it is Friday, so this is your last day. And uh, if you say, oh, I'll do it later, you're probably going to forget if you're like <laughs> me. So pick up the phone right now and call 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. Oh, here, here comes oh, a call. Here comes a, all right. Here comes uh, 
here comes a call. So thank you so much, whoever's on the other end of that line. All right, the fifth, Sorrow of Mary. I've got them memorized in my head. I think I'll never forget these. All right, the fifth one. The last one was meeting Jesus, Mary meeting Jesus on his way to Calvary. This one is the crucifixion and death of Jesus. Oh, wow. So we jump all the way to that. Two more after the the crucifixion and death of Jesus. uh, Okay. So obviously that's a that's a big sorrow. <laughs> All right, um, uh, so, you know Scott and Michelle from McKinney have donated at the oh, angel beautiful. level, and this is in memory of his sister Diana uh, Silpes. Uh, they are from St Jude Parish in Allen, where we were last weekend doing a live remote broadcast at their carnival. Uh, Scott was the very first caller of the entire Sherathon, and he just uh, he and Michelle are just beautiful souls and. Uh, here he calls in again to help us out this hour. $3,819, two people on the line. We've got two more sorrows uh, to, um, uh, is one like, I'm, I'm guessing being laid in the tomb, perhaps? I mean, obviously the I red. I can't give anything away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no, well, I'll find out along with everybody else. Uh, $3,819. Please, please, please call up and make as big of a donation as you possibly can. Uh, you know, we had a $2,000 donation this hour, uh, from Mary and David. Uh, Cynthia gave the, uh, the, the Guadalupe. Guadalupe donation to get us started this hour, and we are so, so close. $3,819 to go, and only 10 minutes, okay? 10 minutes is all we have. 1-800-476-3311. I think another one just jumped on, because uh, we're thanking uh, Greg and Elva, 9, 10 a.m. listeners, right. St. Anne's yes, Parish and Capel. Uh, I, 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 I love Greg and Elva. I think they certainly are not going to mind me saying that they are owners of a wonderful Catholic bookstore in Capel, Texas called Little Angels Catholic Store. And they are just good souls. And they, it's a very popular store. People come from all across the area to go to Little Angels. And so, uh, thank you, Greg and Elva. 3615 is what we have left now. And do you want to reveal the sixth one now? Yes, right? absolutely. The sixth one is the body of Jesus being taken from the cross. Okay. And all right. So I think I predicted the seventh. You, you may have. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe, but don't spoil. <laughs> uh, the, uh, and this one is interesting because, um, not only does it have references um this is an article by the way i'm reading from the national catholic register and um the references are in obviously the gospels but also all the way back in psalm 130 so now i really want to look up psalm 130 because there's probably some sort of um prediction Mm. um and prophecy of the body of jesus being laid in the tomb which is so cool uh so definitely research and do some meditation on these today we have one more to go dave but we still have um 36 15 to go uh and yeah greg and elva isley uh, from the uh from little angels catholic the bookstore amazing i just was on the phone with uh, elva the other day she's been listening to the share and i asked her to order a book because uh, i always want to go through the local catholic bookstores mm-hmm. please support your yeah. local catholic bookstores yes, yes all right uh the next caller will unleash the final uh sorrow of our lady great idea Cecil, to do it this way thanks everybody who's participating uh but i think it's going to take more than one call to close out this hour one 800 Four seven six three three one one. The next call will reveal the seventh sorrow, but uh, we need we need uh, probably five more calls. We need something big. A couple people doing archangel donations uh, to close out this hour. Uh, remember, you'll be put into a drawing 
for a pilgrimage of choice for you and a guest going any to any Catholic site that Select International Tours goes to. I have personal experience with Select International Tours because I did the Danube Riverboat Cruise back in 2019, right before the pandemic hit, and it was so awesome. My only regret is that my wife was not with me, and I got to see all these couples uh, you know, going on a cruise down the Danube River, and it was beautiful, and I got to be with them and share in their joy, um, but it's awesome. Okay, it 1-800-476-3311, did, did something happen? No, well, I've to- I told you to just remind us, because we've always talked about getting uh, 10 guardian angels, the 360, and we're at th- 3615 is what we have left, and if 10 oh, yeah. people did that, yes. that would hit the goal. So uh, if you want to do that guardian angel level, we would love a flurry of calls of a lot of people doing that, 10 people to be exact, uh, and we would be able to hit the goal. 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. We're looking for that. Uh, seventh caller so we can talk about the final sorrow of Our Lady. Yes. So please call in right now, 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. David, I think I've seen one come in right <clears throat> All now. All right, another one coming in. 800-476-3311. Is it, uh, uh, okay, well, yeah, we do have the third one. So do you want to reveal right. the, uh, the third, the, the seventh sorrow the of Our Lady? The seventh sorrow of Our Lady is the burial of Jesus. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, again, with the references on what you can research and meditate on, um, come, there's one that comes from Isaiah, because I believe Isaiah writes about laying our Savior in the tomb. I feel like I'm in a scripture class. Yeah, You're you really educating <laughs> us this morning, Cecil. Thank you. So Isaiah 53, 8, um, and then, of course, all the times in the Gospels that it talks about the burial yeah. of Jesus. Um, so that's obviously, there's a lot of things for one woman like her to have to endure in her lifetime, a lot of sorrow, but... Um, with great joy, because the reason why you have sorrow is because you have great joy. Yeah, now we have four calls oh, on the amazing. line. 1-800-476-3311. It's Friday. You know, we jokingly say Friday takes care of itself. Uh, uh, you know, that that's a joke. We just say a lot of people will wait, or maybe for some reason or another, you haven't donated the first three days, and you're like, oh, it's Friday, you know, and tomorrow we, we won't have a, a share-a-thon. And so this is your last chance. Uh, after this, we have 11 more hours, and then it'll be all over. This is uh, your uh, well last chance uh, for uh, this hour to get into the drawing for the iPad Air, $30 a month or 361 time, thanks to uh, Knights of Columbus Council 9291 at St. John Newman Parish in the south and central Texas area. And uh, also uh, put it on a credit card or a bank draft and get that be- beautiful music from Julie Carrick, uh, Savior and Sustenance. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. Come on, five minutes is all we have. Uh, yesterday, we had somebody call in to be a short person, and they were willing to do quite a bit, you know, like $3,000. And it turned out because other callers were you know, whittling it down, and I put this in air quotes. She only she only had to do only uh, like fifteen hundred dollars, and that's still a lot of money. But the point is, you can call in right now and see I'll be the short person. We got four people on the line, uh, so the thirty six fifteen may go down to a thousand. It might mm-hmm. go down to fifteen hundred. You know, we don't know. Uh, but call up, and you know, when we hear that there's a short person, we're like, oh. oh Last okay. night when we had that short person, our volunteer came in and ran in and told us that we had a short person. Everyone was high fiving. They were like so thankful. So uh, please call up right now if you think you might be able to do whatever short or if you maybe you don't know if you can do whatever the sum is call in and do five hundred dollars help chip away at it for whoever is the short person yes. 800-476-3311 800-476-3311 dave i'm so excited we have four people on the line which is the most we've had this entire hour i 
think, which is so cool. Yeah, let's get the fifth caller, 1-800-476-3311. Steve in San Antonio, St. Mark Parish. Uh, he says Catholic Radio has blessed him tremendously. He says, everybody have a great day. Oh, thank <laughs> I love you. That. It's a Friday. Uh, $50 one time. Okay, thank you very much for that. Thirty-five sixty-four with three minutes to go. We only have three people on the line. Uh, two people are going to have to do the Archangel level donation. I just want to put a, a call out to a, a, a Fatima donor. Is there somebody who can do $1,917? $1,917 in honor of Our Lady of Fatima. I think if you did that, we probably would hit this goal. But there is still a lot of money left to raise uh, with uh, very little time, only three minutes. So please, please, please call us up and uh, make as big of a donation as you possibly can. We need your help right now. 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. dollars Is there a short person? Uh, if you are able to do maybe 2000 um, Oh, my goodness. Uh, I just looked down and saw we only had two minutes left. <laughs> yeah, Rick in Texas City, $50 one time. St. Mary of the Miraculous Metal Parish. Uh, compared to secular networks, this is the best information. No comparison. He loves Dr. Ray Garandi. Oh, yes. uh, just came off of Acts oh, Retreat, asking for prayers for retreatants. And the team also uh, prayed for Bishop Strickland. And one of the retreats also inquired about RCIA. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, okay, so now this is it. Two minutes, 3513. 3513. $3,513 with two people on the line. We need you. D.C., Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston. I had a lot of San Antonio calls. Um, uh, here's uh, Christine in San Antonio, $50 one time. St. Matthew's Parish in memory of Mary Ann Karam, her confirmation sponsor. Oh, All right. Praise God. Christine, thank you uh, for that. It was doubled. Uh, now, okay, another person jumped on the line. Oh, fantastic. Uh, 3461, one minute to go. It all comes down oh, to this. Oh, my goodness. And I think we need a short person. Oh, I think we absolutely do. Please yes. call in right now. It might be, it might be $3,000. It could be 2500 It could be 1500 Call in right now and be the short person. Or if you can't do that, call and be a pilgrimage donation so you can help chip away at it. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. We still have 3461 of this matching gift goal. Please don't let it go away. Call right now. We need the short person. Please call us right now. 800-476-3311. Are you out there, short person? Thank you. God bless you. We'll be back with more of the 2023 Source and Summit Fall share on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Right at KSHJ Houston.